When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, I'm in a very interesting phase in my personal part of the hobby. Autumn's right here. It's the official start, in my humble opinion anyway, of aquarium season. Time to start a bunch of new tanks. It's also time to reflect on the way I ideate and manage aquariums for the long run. Oh, did you catch that? Long run, long term kind of thing? When thinking of ideas for our new tanks, I think we should focus on setting them up to run effectively for a very long time. Not just to, you know, get the pick for the gram. Fuck that shit. I've recently moved into a new home, and I'm in that, you know, evaluate where you are and figure out how many tanks you want to set up kind of mode. And seriously, there is a mode for that. I've been staring at the room where my home office and aquariums will be, and I'm thinking about all those important, at least to a fish geek, you know, things like where the electrical outlets are, how much room there are, you know, is for various types of aquariums, where on the walls they'll be located, etc., etc., all that stuff. And of course, the most important and fun part is trying to figure out what themes I'm going to be exploring with my new tanks. I think that some of the ideas I've been playing with are starting to coalesce a bit in my head. I mean, there's definitely going to be an Agapo and a Barzea setup, no questions there. Uh, smaller, like three to five U.S. gallon tanks, the little ones like that. That's that's all, all what I'm all about right now. And likely one or two really out there ideas in terms of exploring some new, you know, ecological niches, some that we've talked about and some that we haven't. And then, of course, the brackish tank and a moderately sized, like 50 U.S. gallons, a uh, classic blackwater aquarium. For me, it's always important to play with the materials that we offer you, our customers, before we release them for sale. And it's no different. I'll be experimenting with some of the new stuff we're offering and uh, some of the stuff we've offered for a while that I just haven't gotten around to using in a, in a tank in several years. Uh, now, one of the things I've done a lot in recent years is to keep the substrate layers for my existing tanks and build on them. So like when I moved, I saved some of the substrate. In other words, I'm taking advantage of the well-established substrate layers complete with their sediments, decomposing leaves and bits of botanicals and simply building upon them with some additional substrate and leaves. I've done this many, many times over the years. It's hardly a game-changing practice, but it's, you know, not something everyone recommends or does. I believe that, you know, preserving and building on the existing substrate layer provides not only some biological stability, i.e. the nitrogen cycle, but it has the added benefit of maintaining some of the ecological diversity and richness created by the beneficial fauna and the materials present, you know, within the substrate. I know many old-timers might question the safety or the merits of this practice, mentioning things like disturbing the bacterial activity or releasing toxic gases, etc., etc. I simply have never experienced any issues of this nature from this practice. In my opinion, well-maintained systems generally are robust and very capable of evolving from these kind of disturbances. I see way more benefits to this practice than I do any potential issues. Since I tend to manage the water quality of my aquariums well, I've never had any issues like ammonia or nitrite spikes by doing this in fresh or saltwater systems. It's a way of maintaining stability, even an arguably disruptive and destabilizing time that this is happening can still benefit your systems by maintaining that stability. The idea of a perpetual substrate, keeping the same substrate layer going in successive aquarium iterations is just one of the things I believe that we can do 
to replicate nature in an additional ways. Huh? Well, here it is. I think, think about it for a second. In nature, the substrate layer in rivers, streams, and yeah, flooded forests and ponds tends to not completely wash away during the wet or dry or seasonal cycles. Oh, sure, some of the material, you know, comprising the substrate layer may get uh, carried away by currents or other weather dynamics, but for the most part, a good percentage of the material and the life forms within it remains when the water recedes. So by preserving the substrate from pre-existing aquariums and refreshing a bit with some new materials, i.e. sand, sediment, gravel, leaves, and botanicals, you're essentially mimicking some aspects of the way nature functions in these wild habitats. And from an aquarium management perspective, consider the substrate layer a living organism, or a collective of living organisms as it were, and you're sure to look at things a bit differently the next time you're doing such a tank. Of course, perpetuating the substrate is almost like pursuing eternal youth. It's not entirely possible to achieve, but you can easily embrace the idea of renewal and continuity within your aquarium. Things change in nature, but other things are also preserved. Nothing goes to waste. And yet, as I just alluded to, the one concept about botanical-style aquariums that I just can't seem to bring up enough is this idea that many of the habitats that we like to represent in our tanks and the materials which we utilize to escape them are ephemeral. Typically, they're not permanent features in the way a rock or a piece of wood is. Instead, they break down and decompose following long-term submersion, as we've talked about ad nauseum here. It's about the long-term for sure. Well, long-term in terms of keeping the lifetime of an aquarium. How long uh, do you keep your uh, botanical-style aquariums up and running? A few months, a year, several years? As a self-appointed thought leader of botanical-style aquarium you know, keeping, I, we probably spend an enormous amount of time talking about how to select botanicals, prepare them, and utilize them in aquariums. We talk about what happens when you place these things in water and how botanical-style aquariums evolve over time, which is all well and good, but... We've probably talked a lot less about the idea of keeping these aquariums over the long term. And I mean the very long term. And I define very long term as like a year or more. I mean, this makes a lot of sense because botanical style tanks, in my opinion, don't even really hit their stride for at least three to six months. Yet in the content-driven, Instagram-fueled, postmodern aquarium world, I know that we tend to show new looks fairly often to give you just lots of ideas and to help you embark on your own journeys. And I suppose that's a cool thing. Yet it's likely a very double-edged sword, really. Like so many things in the social media representations of today's aquarium world, it likely gives the incorrect impression that these tanks are sort of pop-ups set for a you know photography session and broken down quickly. And we at Tannen are regrettably <laughs> likely contributors to this misconception because we put out a lot of content. And I think that we as those thought leaders need to do more to share the process of establishing, evolving, and maintaining botanical-style aquariums over the long term. To that end, we're going to do a lot more documentation of the entire process in months to come, documenting the journey from new to mature, sharing the ups, downs, and processes along the way. Now, seems like just a perfect time for me to really perfect and act on this. The surest path to success with botanical-style natural aquariums, as we stressed millions of times before, is to move slowly and incrementally. Sure, once you gain experience, you'll know how far you can push it, but quite frankly, nature doesn't really care about your experience. If the conditions aren't right, the bacteria in your system can't accommodate a rapid, significant increase in bioload, she'll kick your ass like a personal trainer. We know this. It's important to take a really long-term view here. Do that right from idea mode. I think you're going to be good. Stay thoughtful. Stay curious. Stay bold. Stay resourceful. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.